You're listening to The Bridge, a podcast on stories of courage, resilience, and innovation with me, Linda Fadrizi Williams, the president of Central Penn College. Hi, and welcome to The Bridge Podcast, a show about resiliency and innovation. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Fadrizi Williams, the president of Central Penn College. Central Penn is a college where our students know a thing or two about resiliency and innovation, and so do our alumni. We are excited this week to have Brian Wanner on as this week's guest. Brian is the director of talent, diversity, and inclusion and organizational development at Giant Food Stores, one of the leading supermarket chains in the Mid-Atlantic region. And he is also a graduate of Central Penn College, earning an associate degree in finance from Central Penn in 1990. Throughout his career, Brian has continued to innovate, take on new duties and responsibilities and positions with a focus on lifelong learning. He has more than 20 years of experience in human relations, operations, and marketing in the retail and grocery business. Since 2000, he has worked for Giant Food. He started as a store manager and worked on the retail side of the house for nearly five years before transitioning over to the corporate side, where he has worked in employee development and training, operations and logistics, in-store marketing, and diversity and inclusion. Please join me in welcoming Brian Wanner. Brian, welcome to the Bridge Podcast. It's so nice to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be here. You and I met, I want to say about a year and a half ago, talking about partnerships with Central Penn College and the giant company. We did. And then the pandemic hit. <laughs> yes. Yes, a <laughs> lot the changed. the world came grumbling down. <laughs> yeah, so we're really excited to have you here. Um, I, as I mentioned in your bio, you do work for the giant company. So can you tell us a little bit about Giant in general, just the states that you're in, how many stores, employees, that kind of thing? Sure. We're a regional omni-channel market, um, food marketer. So we operate in four states, Pennsylvania, where most of our stores are, mm-hmm. Maryland, Virginia, and West Virginia. Okay. How many employees does Giant have? Right now, we have about approximately 37,000 team members. 37,000. Yeah. Now, did that go up because of the pandemic? It did. Is that because of your Giant Direct? Yes. Giant Direct, um, just sales increases, um, more cleaning, obviously, in our stores, too. Okay. For those of you listeners, you and you must be living in a cave if you don't know this. Giant Direct is obviously, it's it's the part of Giant where you can order your groceries online and have them delivered, or you could pick them up. Right. In the store, it's it's up to you. And I remember when you and I first met, I had just discovered Giant Direct before the pandemic and fell in love because <laughs> the amount of time that it saved me and how convenient it was. And now since the pandemic, I can't imagine how much that must have changed. Oh, it has. It, it just in business in general with the ordering online and picking up or having it delivered has really increased tremendously in our business. Um, and, and you're right. It is something new. Yeah. Um, and it takes a lot to get used to. I know my wife, when we first rolled it out, was like, we got to do this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she, she was like, okay, I'm nervous. Come with me the first time. So right. she ordered online. We drove. We picked it up. And we drove away and she's like, okay, I love this. Oh, forget it. (laughs) The the people that deliver our groceries now, they know my dog. They know my kids. We've become friendly with them. We're like, oh, Dan's here. You know, the groceries are here. Oakley goes out and greets him. And when you are a working professional, the amount of time that you can save, you know, it has the history of your groceries. Anyway. I know that's not why you're here, but I just want to thank you personally because I think it's one of the best things to revolutionize groceries. Do you think that it will forever change how people shop? I think it will. You know, it's funny. The way I look at groceries, almost related to music, and you think about music, and I'm going to age myself, 
music is music, but it was delivered from a cassette to a CD to, right. to satellite to streaming. And I really look at retail and food retail being the same way of how you're going to order and, and get receive your groceries. Just That's completely a different. Really excellent analogy, and you're right. It's just it's evolved, and you know, Giant has evolved with the times, and you yeah. were ahead of it on some level. So. That's that's exciting. Tell me a little bit about your current position. So you're the director of talent, diversity, and inclusion, and organizational development. Did <laughs> yeah. I get that? Yeah, so it's a, a little bit long. Sometimes we <laughs> just say talent and culture. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, it that makes just sense. makes it easier. Um, but it encompasses all that. So, yeah, I love my role. The role really looks at our entire employee life cycle. So, from sourcing and hiring to developing, training, and growing rewards. So it's really that whole employee life cycle, which is great. So it encompasses many things from change management, learning and development, uh, performance management, just really a lot, diversity and inclusion. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot of really cool things. And you do that for the entire organization? Yes. Entire organization. Wow. You know, I think about managing 170 employees. I cannot imagine, what did you say, 37,000 37, employees. So what are some initiatives that you and your team have done to build a stronger and more diverse organization, especially when you have that many people and you're trying to keep a really positive culture? Exactly. And really, what I'll go back in 2018, so we knew we wanted to... I'd say we, uh, Nick or Bertram, our president, calls it refreshing our strategy. We have a great culture, 95 years at that time of strong results and community engagement. So we refreshed our culture and we looked at a piece of our what we'll call an employee value proposition. So mm -hmm. for me, it's, it's why does someone come and work for us and why do they stay? Right. Um, so we really built around that and we really focused on three areas. And one of the areas uh, is BU. So for that, when you think about building a diverse and inclusive culture, that is a promise we have given to our team members of how we go about it, um, from their voices being heard, from showing care. So everything we have done have been around BU. Yeah. And we did that, which the, I'd say, unfortunate social events that happened, but we did that prior to that. So right. it was great. It really helped accelerate. And when those unfortunate events happened in our society, we were there to support our team members. Yeah, that's that's incredible. And I think about the first meeting that you and I had, we really were meeting to talk about something brand new that we were unrolling, like we were rolling out our corporate partnership. And for those of you that are listening that maybe haven't heard about this, um, the corporate partnership, it's really what the college was doing is we're, we're trying to meet with local impactful organizations to find out what their training needs are, what their educational needs are, what their training needs are, and education and training it's keys for success for your employees. I and mean, when we met with the giant company, you told us that really a huge thing for you was investing in your employees. And you want employees when they start with you in high school and they're starting with a part-time job, you want them to stay with the company and you want them to grow with the company. And so you invest in your, in your employees. Talk to us a little bit about why it was so important for Giant to provide personal education, because that's what the corporate education program does, is it customizes education for specific organizations. Why were you so interested? Because you were the first partner to sign up with us, and we're very excited about it. That, that's great. And we're excited about the program, too. And it really starts with our other team promise, uh, is growing through new opportunities. So we want to make sure that anyone that works for us, there are career growth opportunities. And when we started looking at our opportunities, we saw team members growing their career and having great business skills. So they understood our business, understood how to work. Mm. There was an opportunity gap with thought leadership. 
And although that was provided through different things that we have done or through other promotions and projects, it, it was taking a little bit of time. Sure. So with this program, we can accelerate that learning. And from the different programs we have with people and purpose, change management, organizational development, really helped and will help accelerate that training for our team members and thought leadership, which is going to be great for us. That's exciting. And we had 29 of giant well, they're not students. There are students, but they're your employees. 29 employees started with us in March. So we're very excited about that kickoff. Um, I think it's remarkable what you do for your employees and the fact that you invest in them. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, too, what gravitated you towards this career? Because you're really in a career that focuses on people and improving culture and and having equity. What drew you to that? Yeah, this is an interesting story. So I've been in food retail my entire life. So from high school, I used to go in before school and unload trucks. And Oh, so you did – you literally started working at a grocery store. Absolutely. Started working at another company. It wasn't a giant where sure. I was raised, but in food retail my entire life. As I was in food retail, I went into salary management. So I was in the store management for a while. But I remember my first salary management career, worked for another company – uh, one of the main leaders called me and asked me a question one night. I didn't answer correctly and just, you know, ripped me. Uh, and I thought, why does someone have to treat someone like that? And right. I was nervous. I thought, I don't have a job anymore. I didn't know what was happening. Sure. I was 22 years oh, old at the boy. time. So uh, uh, that really piqued my interest in leadership. Mm. And to me then, it was really everything I've done throughout my career is why are some people successful? Why are some organizations successful? And to me, it's really about that culture and leadership, yeah. um, almost a Peter Drucker thing where um, culture eats strategy. So no matter what you develop and do, if you don't have your team members, if you don't lead correctly, it's not going to happen. Right. So that really has been my whole career interest. And throughout any positions I've done with the company has really focused on the people-centric aspect of it. It's so interesting that you say that. So I've interviewed a few guests now, and when we're talking about career choices or what's motivated them – it's one of two things. I'd say about half the time people have said it's someone who was not kind to them or someone who told them they couldn't do it or they couldn't be someone that motivated them to do it, yeah. right? Sort of similar. Not that your employee, you know, your boss told you you couldn't yeah. do it, but just the fact that they weren't very kind. Yes. And then other people were very motivated by mentors or people telling them that they could do it, that yeah. they could be whatever they wanted to be. Did you have any of those in your life? Absolutely. I had a lot of mentor mentors. And I really look, you know, at my family, my father, great mentor on he was a laborer, but like going to work every day and everything he did was incredible. Yeah. And then um, just mentors along the way from different store managers. And even my, I'd say my current boss right now who's our chief HR officer, Matt LeCavage is great. He, I know um, Matt. Yeah. He's a great guy. <laughs> he is. He is. He empowers me and, and it's great. And we can challenge each other and just absolutely love that. So between Matt and, and even Nick, our president, um, really encouraging and supportive. So it, it's been great to have great mentors and leaders that I really look up to. So an average day in our household is really crazy. Throughout the day, there's just a lot. Mealtime definitely brings us together. No matter where we are, we will make time for a family meal. It's wherever it happens. Finding the time to sit and eat and talk and laugh, it's not easy, but it's, it's so worth it. 
It doesn't matter how, when, or where. All that matters is that we come together. Giant for today's table. organization where you look up to the people that you work with yeah. and it doesn't have to be the other way where it, people are adversarial right exactly it, it, it's what i'd say we challenge each other in a professional way so we continue to make ourselves better by challenging it um in the process or looking at things and calling things out in in the right way to make us all better right yeah. well i want to talk a little bit about the pandemic because yes. when the pandemic hit a lot of places just shut down now grocery stores couldn't. Right. You were on on some level first responders. I mean, your employees had to come to work. You had to stay open. And I want you to talk a little bit about some of the ways you responded to the pandemic. Um, what kind of initial training did you have to do for employees? What were things that changed overnight? Some of your largest challenges? If you could talk about that at all, it's I, I find it fascinating. Yeah, no, it is fascinating. And what I'd say the biggest and uh, most important process of through the entire pandemic has been our team members in our stores. Yeah. So I, they give me inspiration. They showed up every day. They were there to serve our customers. We rolled out our purpose uh, about a month before that is connecting families for a better future. And although it wasn't completely rolled out in the organization, they demonstrated it every day mm. by showing up. So it was great. Um, when you think about a cashier, their job is not just a cashier. They're providing food. Yeah. So it's a much higher, higher level of thought of right. what their job really right. is. Um, and I applaud all of them. They were fantastic. Some of the changes we had to go through, but there was obviously, as as anyone going into stores or shopping online, you saw uh, dramatic um, decreases in our supply chain because of the amount of oh, customers yeah. and products that were being sold, toilet paper. Oh, man. A big one. <laughs> so oh. – um, a lot of it had to do with flexibility of scheduling and those things. Um, sanitation, two things, what I'd say, the most important things we focused on is actually three things, is sanitation. So providing a safe environment for our customers. Right. Doing the right things. And sometimes it was a little bit of struggle or customers maybe not like different uh, directional lines and things to go through. The arrows on yes, the aisles. Yes, the arrows on the aisles. <laughs> I um, remember there was some woman <laughs> freaking out about the the arrows on the aisle. And I said... You just you just have to follow this. Like these are little things compared to what people are doing. But yeah, that's true. You had to do the arrows, the the sanitation between groceries on the cart from the person before you. Exactly. So there was a lot of looking at how we can keep the environment safe for customers and our team members. Um, so that that was the the one piece. The second piece is really taking care of our team members is right. making sure that, you know, many of the managers, I applaud them too, is that there might have been a local restaurant near them. They would buy food from the local restaurant long as it was, you know, uh, individually food sandwiches sure. and provide it to our team members. Um, that helped the local restaurant. It helped our team members that yeah. were working many hours. So really providing care and benefits to our team members. We had extended sick leave. Obviously, we had appreciation pay, appreciation bonuses. We did a lot to help support um, our team members through the entire process of demonstrating care. And I think as I think about the future and any employer going through the pandemic, I think one of the changes that will be in place is just how care is so important to team members. Absolutely. Um, dramatic. So it has to be part of that culture um, was big. That's um, I think it's so interesting to hear you say that. I wonder when the pandemic first hit, did you have 
employees leave? Like, did you have to fill positions during that time? Because I'm, I would imagine some people were just so afraid. Yeah, yeah. So we had two things. We had some team members that were scared. Some team members that, according to the CDC, were at high risk. So right. they were allowed to go on leave of absence. So wow. we extended our leave of absence so they could take off as much time as they wanted um, and could return at a later point. So we That's really incredible. tried to do the best for every team member that was there possible. And because of the additional cleaning, the giant direct business that we talked about increasing, and sales in general, we hired a lot of team members. Um, I think in a short, um, one thing, generally the work I did pivoted, and my whole team, we pivoted to help the hiring. And I think in maybe it was um, four or five weeks, we hired 8,000 new team members. Wow. Um, so it was incredible. Wow. And a lot of those team members were temporary team members that they lost their jobs. They lost their jobs. So it was really a, a great win for us, um, but a great win for them to continue to provide income for their families. That's, that's remarkable. And now, is Giant part of the vaccine rollout as well? We are. So how is that going? That's going well. So I know I think it was today or yesterday we just launched 1B. So it's going well. I think, yeah. you know, a matter of getting how many shots you can get um, that are available. But we're continuing to roll out um, to our team members, to our customers, um, to our support center staff, our distribution center, and making sure that everyone has who wants one uh, is a, right. can have a vaccine. Right. Um, and, and with more people eating at home, the other large thing that you did, you're, you're really promoting healthy eating. That's been something I've even noticed on the commercials and on your website. Tell us a little bit more about that initiative. Yeah. So that's, that's been really at a, fa- a foundation over the last couple of years of really promoting healthy eating. You know, what I'll say sustainable food and looking at what we do. So for us, through the nutritionist programs Mm -hmm. that we have in our stores, really doing programs that can really help uh, our customers. We're also doing the same thing for our team member. So we're really trying to do that where we have our team members have a discount for depending on the food they buy and the rating that it has on healthy, you can get additional points off your groceries. So it's a benefit we have um, helping our team members be healthy too. But there's a lot of different programs we have to really promote healthy eating. So are some of those programs, when you're talking about a lot of these employee programs, does that fall under you since you're H, I mean, you're in the HR, in the culture department? Yeah, Yeah, no, no, it falls (laughs) under our rewards team, but it is a good, good collaboration. I think one thing, when you think about our culture journey, instead of independence and silos, we're working, looking at interdependence. So we have a lot of great collaboration among all our functional areas. That's great. Yeah. Right, I want to shift a little bit to education, your education specifically. We're going to talk about the fact that you graduated from Central Penn College. Mm-hmm. You actually earned your associate in finance at Central Penn. Then you went on to earn a bachelor's in business administration at Elizabethtown College and a master's from Messiah, now Messiah University, yes. in strategic leadership. So First, what drew you to Central Penn? What made yeah. you decide to come here? No, this. this um, and what year was that? Oh, I guess you graduated I in ninety, right? Yes, I graduated in okay. nineteen ninety. So <laughs> I, I did. So um, graduated in nineteen ninety. And what drew me to Central Penn? It, it was interesting. And I heard one of the podcasts earlier with Mister uh, Mister Mr. Lutz. And oh, yeah. I had a very similar experience. My guidance counselor said, hey, where do you want to work? And I said, well, I'm going to college. And he goes, you're not going to college with your grades. Um, oh, isn't that funny? So I did, did a bunch of work, and I really worked to improve my grades. But one area that I saw I really loved and excelled was business. Mm-hmm. So as I started looking at colleges after my grades came up and I was a much better, became a much better student, was um, Central Penn. And I remember we had a small 
little room at the high school I was at that had all these brochures. And Central Pen, I remember signing it out and just taking it home and showing my parents. You know, uh, the way you had to dress. You had, at that time, had, you know, yes. suits and ties. There was a dress code. There was a dress code. Um, and it was just great. And I was like, came up and went for a visit. I was like, I really love this place. I love the atmosphere. I, I just love the focus um, on business at that time. And then, so enrolled, obviously attended. What Were you a, a residential or a commuter I was student? residential. So you lived on campus? I did. I did. I think they call them super suites now. Yeah, now they're super yes. suites. They were apartments at the time, but they're super suites now. Yes. It was my first year. We They just opened the super oh, suites. Oh, okay. Okay. So uh, our whole crew was in there, which are still my friends today, but it was a great, That's great. great experience. Um, but the education, what I found at Central Penn, though, and I love, and it connects so many dots for me, is that the way everything was taught. So there's regular academics. So yes, you had to do reading assignments and homeworks, but the greatest thing I love about Central Penn is how they applied it, whether it was a speaker or a case study. Right. So here's the methodology, but here's how it applies in real life, whether it works or didn't work, and here's why. That followed through with me and really connected with the way I learn. Um, and I think today has really helped me. I always say that I'm very curious um, and I think the way Central Penn taught and learned their academics really helped me be curious throughout my entire life. Well, that's that's great. I mean, that's what we that's what we aim for. That's what we hope for. We pride ourselves on experiential learning, where students are actually applying what they're learning in the classroom. Um, it's interesting that you started in finance and then sort of migrated into people and culture. And, and part of it is it could be that conversation that you talked about from yes. that from that one employer. How important is it for you to maximize your potential as an individual? Because you didn't stop at your associate's degree. You went no. on to get your bachelor's and your master's. Yes. Talk a little bit about what that journey was like for you. Um, were you residential students at the time? Were you working? Yeah. No, I, I, was, uh, I was working. So I was an adult learner. And I knew in order to achieve what I felt the roles that I wanted to in HR and where I am today, I needed more education. And right. I needed something more than what Giant was able to provide me. It provided me a lot of opportunities, but I wanted to further my, my career. So I completed my degree, um, my undergrad degree, while I was working. Uh, I started when I was a store manager, and then I was promoted into HR, okay. which was great um, because it's the area I wanted to be in. And then um, finished them, and then um, just wanted more. In fact, uh, for me, education, I look at my family. I was the only child of my family that ever went to college, yeah. and I don't want to stop. In fact, um, I, I'm really interested in going after my doctorate degree. Wow. <laughs> so I'm going to keep going. That's going to wrap this week's episode of The Bridge Podcast. Next time, Brian joins us again and we talk more about his educational journey and his personal life. That's what's happening on The Bridge. Today's episode of The Bridge is brought to you by Central Penn College. Central Penn College offers career-focused programs that enable our students to transform their lives by landing jobs in their chosen profession. To learn more about investing in your career with Central Penn, visit us at www.centralpenn.edu. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Bridge, hosted by Central Penn College President Linda Fadrizi-Williams. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a great rating on your favorite podcast service. The Bridge is available on Apple iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, 
and Google Podcasts. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes of The Bridge, stories of resilience, courage, and innovation with Dr. Linda Fadrizi-Williams. We'll see you next time. So an average day in our household is really crazy. Throughout the day, there's just a lot. Mealtime definitely brings us together. No matter where we are, we will make time for a family meal. It's wherever it happens. Finding the time to sit and eat and talk and laugh, it's not easy, but it's, it's so worth it. It doesn't matter how, when, or where. All that matters is that we come together. Giant for today's table. 